are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Video Games to the Max. We are talking all things Final Fantasy 16. We're doing a spoiler cast here that the uh, description didn't get you already. And thankfully, I am not here by myself to do this, of course. Uh, we have uh, the host of the Chapter Select pod here on the network and Final Fantasy aficionado himself, Mr. Randy Isbell. Wait, were we supposed to play Final Fantasy 16 before we did this podcast? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> well, you, I guess go watch a Twitch stream and come back right. to this. Like, like 40 days. hours. Yeah, like 50 <laughs> hours we'll see you. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we also have uh, the host of the Duo Sense podcast and uh, part of GNN, Mr. Andrew Roscoe. How are you, man? How's it going? I'm, I'm excited and to talk about Final Fantasy. So of course. Thanks, thanks for having me is... on. Appreciate it. Uh, glad that you are able to be on. And of course, the, the you did the review for Outer Haven. This was the Scott. Yes. How are you? Doing great. I'm actually really happy to talk about it as spoiler-wise, because I always feel like all like when you talk about it publicly, you can't go into spoilers. So it's just right. like mm-hmm. very vague. Like it's not that bad or it's really good here. And it's just like I can't explain why. Yeah, I, I hate that too. You get to the point where you're like, okay. As whether you whether you reviewed it or whether you just kind of finished it as, as just as playing it, and you're kind of like, okay, cool, but now I can't talk to anybody about this. <laughs> it's like it's like, uh, it's it's cool to be able to have like a where we we go deep dive into the plot and and all this stuff, and uh, that's what we're gonna try to do here. So this is your, we're not gonna do it like right away, but just go <laughs> ahead and tell you spoiler warning. I'm not gonna do this again, so. If somebody says a spoiler in the middle of talking about something else, don't get upset. I just warned you, if you have not played the game or you have not finished the game, you might want to go do that. And then you can come back and watch this or listen to it later on on audio or whatever you want to do. So one time, one last time, spoiler warning for everything that is in Final Fantasy 16. And because this game is so story focused and I think we can all agree that the story is probably the biggest reason to play this game. You definitely want to make sure that you've gotten as far as you want to get in this game before you start listening to people talk about further uh, parts of it. So I'm going to go to you, uh, Randy, you know, you and I have been mm-hmm. talking offline about this since the game came out, but yes. like, what is your feeling on the game like if you had to give it a rating out of 10 what is that for you and where does it compare to like the other Final Fantasies man this game really is hard to rate because if I rated it in the first half of this game I absolutely love my experience the second half of the the game I enjoyed it but not as much as as the first half It, it really felt like two different games it felt like these over the top battles in the first half and then really diving into the, your side characters. And some of the side characters are great, but there's so much of it that it just felt like all of the momentum of the story really halts. I also really felt like I loved the intro to Ultima and I wanted to see where he went. And then it went in a direction I really didn't want it to. And it just became kind of generic. So I give it an eight out of 10. I still absolutely love this game. I would probably put it, in my top third, maybe of all fantasies, if I'd had to go through and rank all of them, mm. it would take a while to, to remember <laughs> what I thought of the rest of these things. But I, I love the combat. I know it was a lot. It was a 
departure of most Final Fantasy games, but I thought they nailed it. I, I do think they could have went a little bit farther with it and just completely gotten rid of the RPG elements because they became just <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, and no, I didn't yeah. care. I don't think I looked at the menu longer than 30 seconds at a time. I just went, this one was better. Okay, I have a new one. Move on. <laughs> I'm going to unlock plus this. one on cool. it. Yeah. yeah. And so they, I think they were trying to hold on to some RPG stuff that they didn't need to. But overall, I absolutely love my experience, even if it kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree with that RPG stuff that maybe if they would have just went into the direction of this is an action game and that's what this is. <laughs> we wouldn't have that issue where it's like, okay, we're trying to put some RPG elements in, but where are the rest of them that probably should be in here too? Andrew, like what did, what did you think about the game? What would you rate it? Where did you put it on your, your echelon of Final Fantasies? Yeah, I'm pretty similar to right there where Randy is. We're definitely upper third. Definitely. I think it's my, it's my top five. Um, but yeah, the, the, there was not that much thinking when it comes to like equipment. Like, um, for example, like I would see like there's an accessory that increases magic. I'm like, but, like magic barely does anything at all. Like it's almost yeah. pointless to use. Like even the elemental types don't really matter. You can use fire on fire and it doesn't really change anything. So like I, I wish there was a little more thought. Like I, I wish I would have felt the need to like oh, like I'm finding this kind of enemy. Let me switch to this icon for like this elemental, like, you know, typing or whatever. And like, it really does not matter at all to the point where I'm like, I don't even know why even have different elements. But I guess it just, you know, to help break up visually the different colors you know, on the wheel and stuff and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I love the story. I think the story is really great. I kind of see where Randy's coming from, where the first half of the game is very much like, games of game of thrones where it's very political national these nations these armies and like the second half of the game it just becomes like a very like a <laughs> you're the fantasy. chosen one <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it becomes final fantasy yeah, yeah it becomes final fantasy right <laughs> we're final fantasy you have to fight god we have pretty to. much right yeah yeah like yeah. we can't we can't avoid that trope right and it's pretty much that point right like i i mean at, you're you're literally finding like the creator right of like, your world and stuff mm-hmm. So it, it does go over top stuff, but like, I don't, I don't mind that too much because again, like, like Scott said, like that's always been Final Fantasy. Like pretty much every Final Fantasy I can think of like halfway through is like the big aha moment. <laughs> so it's kind of par for the course, but um, I wish, uh, I don't know if we're getting to the, the combat mechanics and stuff, but I wish there was a little more um, need for switching up the different combos and stuff like the different abilities. I was kind of just, you can tell like they, they have like the MMO like pedigree from like Final Fantasy 14 because you're just waiting for the cooldowns on like all your abilities, you're just waiting for the cooldowns to like cycle through to the next thing. And uh I I think the beginning until you get your third uh icon, like I think the beginning of the game feels very slow, like combat-wise, you're kind of just tapping the same combinations until you get to like when you finally get the fourth one and you can only carry three, that's when things start to get more interesting in terms of like a actual like gameplay mechanics and stuff but uh the story i love the voice acting is amazing the the cinematics are amazing the kaiju boss battles are amazing so like yeah. i'm still more positive than i am negative so it's definitely a i would probably be, i'm closer to like a 8.5 to 9 i know i've said a lot of negative things but like those negative things still don't aren't enough to hamper all the positives in my opinion yeah and i think that's kind of the thing that since the beginning of the cycle and discourse about this game it has been how much of the negatives can you tolerate 
to make your, you know, what you think about the game as awesome or whatever. Um, because for some people, they just they they couldn't, and it's not this great game that everybody was hyping it up to be. And for some, it's just like ah, that stuff didn't matter. All this other stuff is so much better. So you know, I loved it in the end or whatever. So. Scott, you actually have a review out there for people to read uh, on the Outer Haven. So, like, you have your thoughts collected, I guess, in that way. But, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> what, what I guess, is, is your, like, rating for people that haven't read it? And, and where do you put it on your, your echelon of Final Fantasies there? So, mine is definitely at the higher tier of Final Fantasies. I... I do have my review. I gave it a uh, 4.5 out of 5 or like a 9 out of 10. And my thoughts are not just with the mechanics, but also just the visuals. Final Fantasy 16 is a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. All of the like textures they have, all the character models, the way that animations work. It is very like polished and a very good production of everything that Final Fantasy has to offer. I really enjoyed the story. I do admit it definitely turns into Final Fantasy problem-esque <laughs> on the second half of the game once you get the Ultima stuff. Because in the first half, it's basically you're following Sid doing Sid stuff. And that stuff is great because Sid is great and Clive and Sid mm -hmm. are fantastic together. And then the second half, you're no longer with Sid. And things start to focus more on a lot of other characters. And it starts being less about the main characters, more about the side characters. And honestly, that, I'm fine with that. A lot of the great side characters that we got were pretty good. Gav was amazing. We got more moments with Jill. We got more moments with the, the cast that we generally don't really care as much about because it's not Sid. <laughs> right. And so I really do appreciate that they gave us those moments. I really do appreciate that they let Clive kind of grow and be a better person as well as let him kind of get out of his shell to have to become the hero that Venicilia need, or Vasilthia needed. needed ah, words. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I love this game. Um, I think Final Fantasy 16 is well worth its praise, but it does have its issues, which most mm -hmm. issues have of mainly being Final Fantasy issues itself. <laughs> I think it was uh, Richard Hogue and some other folks that are like, uh, they put Kingdom Hearts nonsense into this game. Like, <laughs> uh, you guys no. know that Kingdom Hearts nonsense is actually Final Fantasy nonsense. It's been Final Fantasy nonsense for a while, <laughs> man. That's where this game came from. So, you know, that doesn't really bother me because I expected that at some point it was going to turn into a Final Fantasy game. I didn't think that they were going to be able to keep up the Game of Thrones stuff the entire game. It yeah. just... Uh, they had already copied so much of Game of Thrones that, like, what are you going to do? Copy the entire movie we don't and need everything copy of Game, Game of Thrones? Of Thrones like, one to one, especially like, because so, that last two, those last two seasons. <laughs> I mean, and even then, they still took stuff from the last, the last season too. Like, so uh, some of that Bahamut fight is straight out of the last season. I mean, so like, it's just, mm -hmm. and that, and that's fine. Like, that's actually what made this game intriguing is that they were able to take that as a concept and print you know transcribe it to final fantasy and make it its kind of own dark fantasy thing and i loved it for that and i love the story all the way through i kind of get where you're going randy because my issue is that 
if they would have divvied up the side quests a bit more, the problem <laughs> oh, is when you get to the end of the game, you get the last like going, two thirds of the game, it is just side quests. And yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, yo, here's like 15 side quests, and then oh, wait, now you got to fight the icon. Oh, there's like 30 side quests here, and oh, do all of these before you get to the end of Origin because then it, once you do it, it won't really mean that much because you already beat the game, so it's like. <laughs> Yo, here's like four or five hours of you just doing side quests. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the issue. Is like a lot of the story, which is not just the story itself, it's also in the side quests. Mm-hmm. And you have to do these side quests to get the most out of the story and get a lot of the stuff that's told at the beginning of the game, like the bear stuff and the things with the, all the other side characters. And I I can see where Randy's Randy's point is that it kind of drags everything down to a hole mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, I got to get through this and then I can get through this. And it's like, yeah, we kind of could have meshed this in a little bit better on that front. Um, but everything else about it, like the combat is, it's not perfect. There's a lot of things missing for me. The end elemental stuff, not being there is so jarring, like trying to hit a bomb with fire and it does nothing. And I'm just like, Yo, he's supposed to be like resisting and getting bigger, and he's not doing that, and it's weird. If, and it's, if not it's, just straight up healing from fire, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, and it's just like I'm, I'm hitting a, an ice thing with ice, and like it's just like no big deal. And I'm just like, this is so weird. So I, I agree with you also that like we have the elementals that we didn't put in elemental, you know, weaknesses or anything like that, which I kind of get (laughs) because then they would have had to make it to where you could switch to any icon at any point. And then it kind of makes the point of having loadouts moot. So I don't know. They also could have made it to where you save loadouts so Mm -hmm. that you're not having to cycle back and forth constantly too, which I don't know why they never did that because if you want us to mess around with the icons, it'd be a lot easier if you let us actually save loadout so I could just switch between. I was thinking about that too. Ones. Like, like, uh, like a Final Fantasy 13, we had like the load, like your paradigm yeah, is like exactly. preset. Like and the uh, 12 had the gambit thing that you could save and all yeah. that. Like it's, it's uh, hope, that's something they could add as DLC <laughs> also, or, or in a patch, but yeah, I get, I'm, I'm giving the game a nine out of 10 for the most part, everything about it is great. And for me, like <laughs> what is actually puts it above a lot of the Final Fantasy, which to be fair, some of them, it's unfair because, they were on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I like, um, I like how we're all just talking crap about the game. But like, that's still a nine, though. It's still- <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, as much well, as I Because we're going to talk about the all the great things about the game. It has issues. It is yeah. fun as crap when you get mm-hmm. into it at the hang of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but you get for your, me, like, like, mojo uh, going with, like, going to the Garuda, going back to Ifrit, going back to Phoenix stuff, and it's just like, this is so yep. much fun. <laughs> like, grab people, do AoE attacks, push them away, go into them, attack them, go out, grab them again, and do everything all over again. <laughs> Even the dodging and parrying is fun, too, because yeah. it's just, like, watching him do that, I never got tired of watching him do that slide every time I dodged, <laughs> and then I freaking hit him with something else, like... That's great. Especially um, how satisfied yeah. you feel when you're one hit from death and you're like, oh, yes. yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> a dodging machine here and then I killed him. Like, oh, awesome. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of great things about this game. We're not just talking about negatives here. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into that. Let's talk about like some favorite things uh from the game. Like 
I guess I'm not going to include Clive here because Clive is obviously the main character. The whole game is about Clive. Um, we're going to get into Clive in a second when we talk <laughs> about the story because, again, it's all about him. So, like, what is your, I guess, if you, excluding Clive, what is your other favorite character um, of all the characters that, I guess, get some kind of screen time in this game? Sid. Sid. Yeah. We're all going to agree with Sid here. Yeah. Sid yeah. was so good. I mean, yeah, it made his death th that much better. I mean, because mm -hmm. that was one, like, that's the best Sid out of all the Final Fantasies. If we're ranking this game on all the other Final Fantasies, I think this is the best Sid. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I can even argue like... there's two Sids in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Right. The original right, Sid yeah. is better than the second Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also loved Gav. I thought Gav yeah, was, yeah. A, was a great character. I, I'm yeah. blanking on the uncle's name, but he, Byron. he thank you. Oh, he Byron. created yes, some yes, great, yes. Byron is great, too. great comic that relief. Moment where and, he meets Clive is just fantastic. That whole yeah. scene is is great. Um and that I think part of the reason why I felt like the story fell off is because all of the side characters and the enemies that I fell in love with or, or just loved to hate all died. And the last couple just didn't hit. But like Dion and his whole family drama, which, by the way, Clive's mom needed a much worse death. <laughs> Than what she got and i felt so i i felt cheated by that yeah. whole section but that i mean you talk about game of thrones the whole dion thing was great i loved hugo i thought hugo went through a, a crazy arc and i absolutely loved him we don't get benedicta very much but she was a great character too and then you just get left with the, the odin guy who was very generic and boring yeah, and like i said <laughs> when i first got you get introduced Ultima and he's like trying to figure out the, the human spirit and stuff. I was like, oh, he's gonna go in this these different things. And then the entire second thing is like, nope, we're leading you along this path this whole time. <laughs> it's like, well, then what were you doing? You you tried to take over Clive at the beginning, and now he's like, Nope, I can't take over your body until you get all of the you know, other you know icons too many yeah. and you take out all <laughs> oh, of the yeah. crystals. This was all part of the plan. No, don't let's not do this. And that's what yeah. I felt. It's like we got rid of Hugo and we we got rid of the Dion stuff. And then it was literally just crystal, 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 crystal. And it was yeah, like, but... Speed around but, the crystal moments. <laughs> what happened to all this cool stuff? And I think that was my favorite is just some of those enemies at the beginning and, and really diving into like their issues. And, and you know, they... What, what makes a good villain as, as a professional wrestling fan, what makes a good yeah. bad guy or a good heel in wrestling is... You know, you disagree with the reasoning, but the reasoning kind of makes sense a little bit. And then you hate them even more because they kind of make sense. And I think <laughs> at least with Benedicta and Hugo and Dion, their issues made sense. Yeah, or makes a good bad guy is just someone everyone can hate, like Clive's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had more moments to actually, you know, beat the crap out of her for mm -hmm. what she deserved, rather than it just being a cut, giant cutscene. <laughs> And she yeah. took her own life. It was, just... it was so sad. I wanted more. I wanted Joshua to just beat the crap out of her. Right. <laughs> Especially when well, she's I, mean, just I like, think Clive would have been to do it because <laughs> I don't think Joshua. Joshua's too good. I don't think he would have actually done it. You know. Oh, I would have liked but... if just Dion did it. Honestly, yeah. somebody, just anyone I mean, but her. Dion was trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dion was trying to. One other quick. I mean. I, Trying to avoid the negative, but there's one more negative I have to hit with with the story. They built up Torgal 
and Torgo was a good boy and fantastic. And then all of a sudden he became this crazy dog. And they're like, all right, let's figure out what was going on. You figure it out. He never does it again. No, he does it. He does it in the thought on the side. They just don't make a big deal about it when he does it. You just don't have to make it bigger. Just I I wanted more Torgo. I wanted Torgo to continue to go insane. Like you wanted to went crazy. That was another moment when he went super dog was was (laughs) one of my favorite moments. I was like, all right, Torgo's even better than I expected. And they had a really good explanation for it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh wait, so he doesn't evolve again? Like it, that's it. And I, I I agree with you, Randy. There wasn't. It was a certain point where like I moved the camera over, and then I noticed that he actually changes. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. They don't really make a big. It's just like, oh, okay. I guess the battle gets too big, and then he eventually just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be super dog now or whatever. He's like, he's like the dire um, wolf or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's basically ghosts, but you know. Yeah. Um, Andrew, is there? Uh, I guess we we talked about most of the big characters, but like, is there another character you wanted to mention? Or I mean, I, I just I adored uh, Dion. I I love this character, mm-hmm. like how he's just like like when we were first introduced to him. It's like when uh, Odin takes the field, like that little skirmish they have, and he just kind of just leaves his tent, transforms into this big ass dragon. Does a couple like passes and then just comes back. He's like, okay, that's enough. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, I it's, did <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of funny though, because like you get the sense that like all these nations have like WMDs or something with like their icons. And like, yeah. okay, like, well, Odin's out there. Like, I gotta show up now. It's like, okay, Odin's retreating. Like, I'm gonna retreat too. So it's like, it's only kind of like for morale, it seems like sometimes, but like, I just love the whole like, because when you intro, when you see him, you're like, okay. I'm gonna have to fight all these icons and I'm probably gonna have to take their abilities like forcefully, right? And I mean you do end up fighting him, but it's not like he he's not like an actual villain. Like he is very wow. much a sympathetic, mm-hmm. like he try, he's like very chivalrous. Like he he's he only just wants his town to not die. Exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. And like I was like, okay, I kinda I kinda dig this guy, but the whole like like when he meets up, you see the cutscenes with he meets up with Joshua, and Joshua's kind of explaining to him to what's going on. He's like like all right i'm in and it's like oh like let's go like all right we got somebody else on it we got another like icon another dominant on our side kind of thing and just the whole like his progression of like hating you know obviously going after his stepmom and accidentally killing his dad i was like tragic and everything and he just like flips out but i like how he's like the one guy who like he's just like a powerhouse as bahamut and he's like he sticks you know to your side like by your side till the very end and then like Mm -hmm. I love that there's like a very touchy moment towards the end where uh, he's talking to like his attendant, the guy who's like, he secretly has like a relationship with. And then Joshua says something about like, um, like, Oh, like he knows he's not going to see him again or something. Like he knows he's not coming back from this. And just like his whole, like I'll lead us there. So you guys can save your strength. And then like, we'll just have this big old giant Kaiju battle. Thing. Like it's, He's just a really badass character. And I, I liked how he just, when we were first introduced to him, I'm like, Oh, he's going to be like another, like, hugo or benedictine it's like now nah, like he it was like a complete like mm-hmm. like not all dominants are like <laughs> not all dominants are vengeful exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh scott any any other ones you want to mention or i really did like jill a lot hmm. um i do think that a lot of what jill's strength does is kind of sad that they focus it on like one arc of one of the crystals and then she's pretty much t- put to the sideline most of the time mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> after that. Yeah. But I do like the moments we did get with Jill. <clears throat> um, 
Torgal was was best dog. <laughs> yeah, no. The like, only like, consistent yeah. party member throughout the whole game. Yeah, yeah the your only party member is Torgal, yeah. <laughs> Which is why he's the only one you can control. <laughs> In any regard, the other ones kind of just do what they want. <clears throat> which is one reason I can't wait for this to be on PC when they do have mods, because I'm absolutely getting a party control mod. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, the thing with Jill is, like, I kind of get the what people were saying about, ah, oh, man, she's kind of not... Uh, a lot of the, the women characters kind of get thrown to the side in this game, and I kind of understand that in a way. Jill, I feel like, even though she's not always present... She is there for Clive as like a yeah. person to talk to, and like you see their relationship grow. It's actually one of the I felt like at least as a love story, it's a sweet love story, as in like you see it from when they're young to now, and they have that consistent care for each other. Even at the end, when you see the ending, the way she reacts is just like it makes you feel more for Clive in that moment. And so I felt like by the end, that relationship works. Yes. Maybe it's not the most bombastic and the most in your face, like Titus <laughs> and Yuna or whatever. But Yeah. We, we it, don't get it, the death yeah. scenes like we did in Final Fantasy 7 or 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, like, you, you touched on it. Gab was also, like, just... Gab was great. I, was I initially thought like, I wasn't awesome gonna character. like him and thought he was gonna die in yeah. the first half, mm -hmm. and then he shows up and he's just like amazing. It's like never mind. <laughs> yeah, I wish he's Gab like was that like best buddy. I wish he was like an actual like party member. Like, I wish you had you have like you're introduced to all these different characters, and it's like it would have been cool. Like if you like, oh, you're gonna go on a side quest, like choose someone to go with you or something. Mm, man. Right. Like, that would have been nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, like like the one quest where you can choose someone to go with you. I wish that was like all the side quests. <laughs> right, yeah. It was, yeah uh, it was I don't, I don't the, understand yeah. what the mechanics would have been, how difficult that would have been to do. Where it, I understand the main quests, like why you can't have circuit. But like, if you're going to have quests at the end of the game where you can basically make Joshua and Jill permanent party members... Why yes, can't you do that <laughs> at other points of the game also? Like, it's just kind of weird that mm -hmm. that you have that, but you can't do it throughout the game. I get the point of you didn't really want to have a party, but it's like, even if you have them there and you let give us the choice of pick who you want and, oh, maybe you can mess with uh, what he wears or I don't know about the equipment because that necessarily doesn't really matter in this game that much. But it has a fun but, sword design. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, you get to see the sword that Clive chooses, but that's about. Or here's it. a here's a palette change from a sword you saw like three swords ago. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's even more funny with like the strongest sword in the last half of the game is just the first sword remodeled in a different color. Mm. Yeah, it's like the better defender. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is the defender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the, was it, Garmatog or something like that? Whatever I think that's like the, the best one, one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's like the Ultima weapon from for this game. Besides Ultima. The Ultima Besides one you get in Final Ultima Fantasy weapon mode. weapon in Final yeah. Fantasy mode, yeah. Yeah. So what was y'all's uh, favorite icon to use? Like, it, What is your, what you would say is like your, your main? Bahamut. Oh, Bahamut. Oh. You actually just because of I used the... it once and got rid of it because it was only ranged. 
Well, I'll, I think using Bahamut for the, the charge up for like Mega Flare, like you have to like oh, kind of just dodge. Yeah. But if you get a perfect dodge, it instantly like fills up the meter gotcha. so that you can just do like passive damage. And then the the other one is the impulse thing that sends out these little orbs that kind of just oh, chase Oh, I love that around. move. That yeah. Nice. And then, of course, the the, the Giga Flare where you just charge <laughs> and just Kamehameha like yeah, Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, people talk about Game of Thrones. This this game has mo- even more to do with like Dragon Ball Z than it. Does. <laughs> dude, well, at the very end, dude, I mean the that very- Bahamut fight though. <laughs> well, you know, like when you're at the very at the very end of the game, when you and Ultima are going through all the icon abilities, and oh, basically yeah. he uses Mega Flare, use Mega Flare, and it's basically just mash the button to like like push the We're beam. For- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Randy, what was your? Uh, mine was more a combination of Shiva and Ramu, because I thought they really worked well together. Like Shiva would bring them all in, and then Ramu would just do some kind of a area attack, and that yeah, was my favorite ball, with like every kind of mob. I would. Fantastic. It's like, all right, Shiva, pull everyone in, and then I just do this big attack, and then half all of the enemies are at half damage, and then you just kind of go to town. So I, I think it was basically those two and Bahamut were the three that I. Stuck yeah. with once I got those three, that's that's all I was using. <laughs> Scott, what was your all righty? So, my first one that I always uh, began or kept with was usually the Phoenix, <clears throat> just because I liked having the ability to just teleport to people whenever I needed mm-hmm. to close distance. <clears throat> the one that would always do the most damage for me, though, was actually Odin because you could just spam the crap at his intensity on it, <laughs> yeah, which stops everyone in their tracks for a set period of time. And you could just mm-hmm. keep doing more damage on them. So I just loved spamming the crap out of that when I could. And that saved me a lot of the times when I'd do bigger fights. And then I um, I did it initially, but when I went to Final Fantasy mode, I switched out for the Titan. Because I noticed that dodging doesn't always work as well in the Final mm. Fantasy mode. But blocking does fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and being able to parry also is very nice when like you do everything just at the right time. And you just use like the raging fist ability to parry like an attack at the right time, and then you just turn, you just basically get rid of their stagger bar, and they're staggered for a bit. <laughs> so that that's my main three that I was working with. <clears throat> yeah, by the end I was just using if I was using Ifrit, uh, uh, Garuda, and Bahame. Like I would open. I, I always had the exact same routine for every group of enemies where it was like, okay, there's a lot of enemies nearby. I'll do like the little spinning, like flame thing that kind of sucks them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then if, yeah. if it's just like one enemy, I'll just do like the, the wing smack thing where like it, <laughs> just the smash. <laughs> it's like usually it's like a one hit KO, like on a regular enemy or whatever. Like yeah. the second part of the attack kills the enemy. But, uh, and then I would just like if it's like a big enemy or whatever, I would just switch to Garuda so I can do the, uh, the map, the quick talent thing. <laughs> And then if you the stagger bar, <laughs> yeah, if you get the stagger bar halfway down, you do the thing where you pull them down. It's like that the mm-hmm. grip pull thing, the scorpion move. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like you pull <laughs> them down. It's like a half staggered kind of thing. And by that point, I usually have like the you know L three R three ready to the 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 limit break something prime. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. you, I can't remember the term, but yeah, it's like the limit break thing basically. And just like I just go ham with the the ching 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 with the sword or anything. So like I like a. Like a routine, we're like, okay, it's gonna be this, 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 and this, and then we'll cycle back to the beginning and just keep it going. I used uh, the Phoenix, Ramu, and Bahamut for most of the mm, okay. game. I loved using Phoenix to be able to. You have the Planes of Rebirth where you can heal yourself. Yeah, that is in a bad moment, and then I love switching between. I love that uh, the Rising Flames one where you just basically do like a big ass uppercut that takes up like half their health or yep. their whole health. And it's just like an awesome move you can pull out of nowhere and just, oh, he turned around right in my face. 
bam and you can see him like knock him out and it's it's great and uh i love doing ramu to both the uh the pile driver move where you're doing the aerial air attack like randy mm -hmm. does and then i love doing the big old bolt where you just like slam it down and take out like one dude completely and then of course the special one is even more awesome because it just takes out like half their stagger bar or the health bar and then of course bahamut's all his moveset is awesome because you can just i love using that impulse constantly because <laughs> it, it kills their stagger thing so quick yeah and then any moment that you need to take out a bunch of enemies it was perfect for that because it uh i'd use the effort thing like you're saying but then there's times where like they're not all in a nice little row so when you start turning around he doesn't he doesn't really grab people you're, you're kind of having to like really twist and turn that thing mm -hmm. so whatever he doesn't grab then bahamut will just uh take out the rest with the impulse thing so i love doing bah that. bahamut is so yeah. broken dude because like by the end yeah. like, when you, like when you have like the big like when you're finding like um i'm pretty sure you, yeah when you're finding like the the behemoth like at, near towards the end of the game the big ass behemoth like i'm just like stalling letting mega flare refill and then also like yeah. just send the impulse i'm like i can't afford to stop to attack so i'm just gonna send impulse and impulse will do like it's you know let's do this little thing yeah. or whatever and it's like okay the bar's full all right let's just hit him with a big ass beam while we still can kind of thing like I, I that was pretty much just like I was just how nuking bosses with with Bahamut by the end. I think one of my my favorite things and it, it never got old, even though you play this game for like fifty hours, is getting <laughs> to a, a a stagger on on a big enemy and you have set it up perfectly where you have everything is skills. refilled at the right time <laughs> yes. and you just yes. match all of them and you yes. just like let's see how high this number can get <laughs> yeah. and, and by the time you've used them all and your limit breaks some of them have come back and you're like you suck dude here we go <laughs> your, your stagger meter is still not fixed all right let's let's do it again <laughs> round two and every time it just felt satisfying it's like all right and even so when you do the ultimates it stops them so yeah. like you can even do it when they're not staggered and it will stop them in their tracks right there and you still can whoop them after that, which is, yeah, it's even, I love doing that. The exact same thing. I would wait until everybody, everything's filled up. Then I'd hit the limit break and then I would get, do the stagger part and just mm -hmm. unload everything. And it's so satisfying. doesn't matter how many times you do it. Uh, another thing that's, you know, is uh, fantastic about this game is obviously, you know, we talked about it, the the icon battles. And I think like I've heard, you know, you, you listen to people, you watch people, you go on Reddit, everybody's thoughts, like what was your favorite icon fight of the, all the ones in the game? Actually, my favorite one actually was, it was Bahamut at first and then it was the Odin fight. <laughs> the Odin one, I, what I really liked about the Odin one was the moment where you break his sword and oh, then you use yeah. the sword against his like horse or whatever. Like you you, you do the Zanatsu skin, like you reverse it on him or whatever. <laughs> and then he like, he's like, you dare or something like that. I was like, yeah, I dare. <laughs> <laughs> that, whole, that, whole, that was like probably the hardest... Honestly, I found that fight to be harder than Ultima himself. Like, yeah, that yeah, fight was so like, I mean, it kind of helps that the game's like kind of kind of holds your hand. Where like, if you die, like you just start like at the previous checkpoint with all your items refilled. So like, it's it's not it's almost impossible to like lose like completely lose. I mean, it is 
possible if you don't try hard enough, I guess. But like, <laughs> you just lose to go to title screen. And go, I don't think I'm not gonna try. No. <laughs> but there was like a part where I was like stuck for three rounds because I could just not, I just couldn't get to the next like cutscene checkpoint to like trigger like, okay, like this is gonna be the next checkpoint where like it was um. When he's wearing like the full armor, right? He's like, you're fighting yeah. Barnabas mm-hmm. on on gra- on the floor, and you're like on a statue, I think, or something. But like, I just he it was just like so combo heavy that it was really hard for me to nail all like the like when to dodge, when to jump, because like like different animations have different like links or attack animations have different like links and stuff. So like, I w- I was stuck there for about two or three like deaths until I finally figured it out, and I was finally able to get to like the next portion of the battle so uh it, it, that was the one where i actually felt like i had to try the hardest because like you're going into the fight and it's like he's already like bested you twice like i mean there were story parts but like he's already bested you twice so like you know this guy's like the legit the the real deal and just the whole like it's just like sword on sword like, like his whole thing is like like his element is darkness or whatever but like he really just has a big ass sword kind of thing so it just feels like I don't know. It, it's like a really bad, like just one on one, kind of like the Slaytner fight you have earlier in the game, like with the the silver haired guy, like the commander of his guard, where it's just like another oh, big like ass Slaytner. Yeah, yeah. He has like the yeah. armor, just a big ass <laughs> sword fight. It was like it was just kind of like that again. So I, I that was, although going into space with Muhammad was badass. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the the Odin fight just felt way more like heightened for me, like way more more tension. Yeah, I'm with Andrew. I think Bahamut was probably my favorite, but it was the Titan fight that made me just go, what is this game? <laughs> because there was like 13 different stages to that oh fight, God, and every so single one of them was completely different. And everyone <laughs> felt like, all right, this is it. And it's like, no, now you have to run across his arms. All right, now you're going through his body, and if you, you take forever, then I guess Titan absolutely gigantic because that fight could take a bit while you're falling so through long. Yeah. the ground and, yep. and then you get more and then you're doing this and that i'm like th- that was really the the fight where i went i i don't know what this game is anymore yeah that that fight is something else like i think everybody that kind of has gone when they go to that fight it's like holy crap wow but it also feels like it takes forever it does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because there's parts where, where it's like, oh my god, I'm doing the same like three movements constantly to try to avoid his attacks and then go in into mine and whatever. Um, I I would say that like it's amazing to they've had other games where you play as a summons like ten and stuff like that, but yeah, it's actually super fun to play as Ifrit mm-hmm. and and also to know that his name is Ifrit and not Ifrit. Right, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Like, <laughs> I call him Ifrit forever, and they're like, it's "Yes, Ifrit." I'm like, "Oh, you say the I like that?" Okay, yeah. That's a, the trailer. Um, that's how I remember when he's like, "Come to me, Ifrit." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I actually really like the fight where you're fighting yourself. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Like, like that's dark, actually purple version. Yeah. yes. That one's like really good, and it's like. Not only the story part, right? Because he's accepting the fact that, like, well, you <laughs> killed your brother, so but <laughs> you're also like, you have to accept the fact that you're this dominant now. And um, you do kind of do the Kingdom Hearts, like, anti Sora thing where you fight yourself and then you fight Ifrit, <laughs> and then, you know, you fight yourself and Ifrit again. And it's like, wow, this feels epic. It feels awesome. And then you go back to the, you know, and it's like, man, can I do that again? <laughs> like, so, yeah, I mean, None of the icon fights are are bad. They're all great. Um, 
it kind of feels kind of sad that like Garuda doesn't get this like big epic one. I feel like hers feels the most, I guess, ordinary compared to the <laughs> other ones. But yeah, man, they're all uh, S- Scott. Which one? Mine was probably um, gonna be Bahamut as my favorite. Um, Titan though was the one that I had to record. I recorded myself for the Outer Haven, and then I had to throw out the thing because I left the stupid uh, controller microphone on. <laughs> uh, so you have the stupid echo going on, as well as in some uh, of the in some of the fight areas where it was a little more hard, where I was actually having a little struggles with, especially like when you're fighting him in like the little room, and he's constantly just throwing spikes from the ground and from the sky all over you, and you just have to keep dodging and weaving without mm-hmm. dying. It's a great fight, but holy crap, it was intense. <laughs> there was like three moments in that fight where I thought, like, okay, we're done. And I was like, no, <laughs> going. I go, okay, all yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think that my favorite fight is still probably Bahamut, just because of just it shows you the scale of mm-hmm. everything that's going on so well. You're in space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it really feels like it turns to a completely different game because you're like just basically like a spaceship or whatever. <laughs> what, what I like about that fight though with Bahamut is I like how like it keeps ratcheting up, kind of like yeah. like Bahamut goes like Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan two, and then like Super Saiyan, where it's like Mega Flare, Giga Flare. Terra flare, like we're just going through all the flare tiers and stuff. It's like, like by the time like you're at the last one, he's like all golden. It kind of yeah. reminds me of the the last Bahamut you get in Final Fantasy VII because you get like the different types of Bahamuts. Yeah. It's like okay, now we're in space, just like how like in that summit in Final Fantasy VII, like that one, like he's literally firing from space. I'm like, okay, like there's like that's like a that's a nod. That's like a Final Fantasy VII nod, right? Yeah. There. And yeah, they get to Zeta Flare. Then I was thinking about Donald Duck the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> No one is as strong as Donald Duck in the Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another awesome thing about this game is uh, the music. Oh, God. Yes. Obviously. Um, and all of the fights had their own theme. And then, you know, you had the different boss battle themes and obviously the other music that's in the game. Like, do you have a favorite piece of music that when it came on, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going, I'm ready. You know, let's do this. I mean, obviously, the what is it? The the find a flame one is the the one you, you hear the most. That one's great. I love the Phoenix one. I, yeah. I forget what the, the actual title of that song is, but uh, the the opera stuff that goes on during that song is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to it before we we started. It was one of the, the few that <laughs> that I was listening to. I remember like during the final fight, I absolutely loved that song just because it felt like it was a mix of a lot of the ones that we've had but going back and actually listening to it it wasn't as epic maybe it was just because the the final fight was going on and i was like all right this is just it but yeah i I think the phoenix theme is is my favorite song out of here but god this soundtrack is fantastic there's the the opening notes of the regular like battle thing where you're just finding like regular mobs it's like so reminiscent of final fantasy 8 where the Mm The mm-hmm. the dun, dun, dun. like the very beginning is like oh this is like straight out of Final Fantasy VIII. But my favorite track and it's maybe I shouldn't say it's my favorite because I don't remember the name. But it's uh the the background music that plays whenever you're in, when you're in that one force section early on. Um, you can go back to it later on, obviously. But like oh the Great Wood one. Yeah, yeah, it has this really cool like just mellow sound to it. That I really like it's just very distinct from like the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, I think that that track, I don't know what it's called, but it's the one that plays when you're ever you're in that forest or when you, when you Sid first takes you out to that forest and you fight the big like rolling lizard thing. That yeah. um, 
the background music that plays there is really nice. And uh, yeah, like um, like Randy said, the of course the Phoenix thing. I think those are the two ones that really stuck out because I was going to the forest a lot uh, for like side quests and stuff. But when you fight the Griffin and all that, so uh, I really like the forest. I don't know what's called. I just call it forest theme, but <laughs> it's really chill. <clears throat> My favorite one is actually probably uh, Sid's theme, the Hide Hideaway songs mm, going on. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think like I, <clears throat> I guess, I think it's because of redoing the game again and hearing some of the themes in my head. I didn't recognize just how much I actually like Sid's theme until Sid shows up for the first time and it's just like, how's it going after he saves you from all the humongous people with lightning? And then his theme comes on and it's just like, this is such a good song. How come I couldn't remember it? Oh, because he's not here in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still hear it when you go to the hideaway every time. Yeah. But not yeah, as prevalent. I mean, that, that made me want to fit and be in the hideaway because that song is, I agree with you, it's actually so good uh, that it works. Um, I guess it's the main boss thing, but there's like two or three that are sort of like they keep changing depending keep on rotating. Who yeah. you're fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one that plays when you do the hunts, uh, for me, like every time it came on, I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm ready to just kill whatever this thing is. <laughs> like, and it's so good. I can hear it on repeat a bunch of times. And, uh, I think it's going to wind up being like one of the battle themes that stand, you know, I know you could probably rank those with all the other, mm -hmm. I think it's, it stands up there with, with some of the better ones, uh, uh of all the Final Fantasy stuff. Do you guys have a favorite hunt? I don't know if everybody's like done. Me and Randy both did all of them. So like, I only I, did like three or four. Oh, we should like how, two. How can you live with yourself? I was rushing my playtime. Thank you very well, much. Okay, you, you make sense. Yeah. Listen, I had people hounding me down to write stuff, and I was like, I want to play the game though. There, there, there's one. There's a reason why I didn't like the second half of this game because holy goddamn green quests exclamation marks. And two, there's a reason why I will never beat The Witcher Three. If if you throw exclamation marks and question marks on my screen, I have to complete them. <laughs> the same goes with the hunt. So that's why I was like, oh, I just I want to finish this game, but. But there's 17 question marks still over here, <laughs> and three of them could be good. But three, I, honestly, I can't three remember. Of them could be good. I can't remember. Some which of them one, were, the were pretty were good. good all, I will the, say, but most of the side quests felt very much fetch questy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very MMO. We know where that came from. We know where Yoshida gets his inspiration from. <laughs> yes. the side quests. Go pick my up girl. the sand for me. Yeah. Yeah, got oh, really the fan one was just like, you know, what? That's <laughs> a main quest, too. <laughs> Wait, was it when you're building the ship or whatever? But no, yeah, yeah. would get really mad at me because I'd be skipping dialogue. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, this is like literally when when your main character goes, why am I doing this? Or or you go up to somebody, you shouldn't be doing this. You're you're the, the leader. It's like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but I am I'm because no one else is stepping up here. Thank you. Go attack the two things that you need me to attack, and I'll move on. But no, all the, the S tier rank hunts I thought were all pretty good. I, I like that there was a big variety of the different kind of animals that you, you fought. And I, I really enjoyed the fact that they went, "Hey, it's 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 in this area, kind of." Now go find yeah. it. Yeah, and then you look cool. through the map to try to find it, and and that kind it of it was really the only reason to explore. Great. Like the yeah. only thing that made exploration rewarding was finding at the end of the time that you'd be there is. Oh, there's a hunt. Okay, cool. Let's see. And, you, <laughs> yeah. and honestly, I mean, I, I, I've, I've flipped them crap for not doing the hunts. You don't have to do them because yeah. what do you get for most of them? 
three of the same item I have 500 of already and I don't use. Man. So yeah. Would you like it's, some more Wyrite? No, but I'd like a Meteor. I, oh, well, I can't help you with that. Yeah. That, that's yeah. The, oh, one hunt will give you that. That's the one you got to go buy at the store and they only have like one of and so you have to keep it. Like, I was so store. annoyed. I'd like, I needed like three more Meteorites for one of like the best weapons in the end game and it's just like, where do I get Meteorites? I don't know. One of the side quests. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your... I, I think I liked um the the drag dragon is like one of the last ones you get uh it's called like the ruin reawakening or something in the hunt board it that dude is is no joke you really should be close mm -hmm. to like level 50 when you fight him because he's he spams you with shit and then he all of a sudden he's just like he's not like the other dragons that you fight in the game like he has different attacks that are all like you know fire based and he he gets to a point where he just like does all three at the same time and i'm just like what the hell is it? So I'm like, I, I'm trying I, not to die. I remember fighting him the, the first time. I, I don't think I was, I was probably like low forties or whatever. And I'm like, all right, this is going great. And then I died. I'm like, I had two thirds of my health left. It's like, yeah. what move just happened here? Just the screen went insane. And, and I was dead. I went, yeah. Okay. I will come back to this later. This is not for me. I am not ready for you, sir. But yeah, that, I remember that fight. That fight was good. Yeah, there's a, the big behemoth that you fight also in one of those is uh, pretty great. Too. I mean, there are like all variations of people yeah. that you fight well, already. Fight, fight the big oh, yeah. again? There's yeah. actually two. There's two of them. Oh, oh wow. There's they're one that you do as part of a colors. side quest. <laughs> and then there's another right, one that's like fashion. the big, big behemoth. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, like, that kind of leads me into getting, you know, let's get into, I guess, this. Oh, we forgot to mention one character, which is probably the most well done of the of the female characters. <laughs> mid, mid, mid is great. freaking awesome. Uh, her act for one, the voice actress is awesome yes. because I love her accent. We need to change yeah. her name because she's definitely not mid. <laughs> she is the yeah. opposite of mid. <laughs> <laughs> and she I, has like one of the best moments where it does feel like you have a party where she's like, it's the first time you have the the airship or whatever, and she's like ordering all of you guys like. Okay, everybody get in the line, and then they all have to you like that. Clive get to together. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, we should have more moments like this where it feels like yes. they're all battling together. And I'm like, uh, why was Sid the leader when he had mid who could have been a leader? To us? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny about that is uh as you guys mentioned that right now, I didn't realize how much of a cast of side characters there was until the very end of the game where you see them all like lined up in front of you. And yes. I was like, oh shoot, like there really is a lot of side characters in this There's game. There's like, people I... in this game that's not just Clive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I didn't really, I just, like, it, it just hit me when I, you see them all like lined up for like that last farewell before the final fight. And like, it's like, mm -hmm. oh shoot, like they, like they just kind of just, because you only see them like one at a time and like scattered throughout the whole story. And they get like, right. Everybody lined up in front of you. And it's like, oh, that's right. You have, you know, Karen and Goots and Byron and Mid and, the tomes and like i was like oh shoot like it's actually a big cast of characters it's just like you just don't spend that much time with them individually it seems like mm -hmm. like you don't really get to know i guess i guess if you do the side quest all yeah. the time. I was yeah. say, if, if you, you do all the, the side, side quests quest. at the end oh. you yeah. get I, again andrew their own side quest at the very end andrew, yeah, exactly. the, i knew there were so many side characters when there were 17 question marks there are too many side characters in there Right. That doesn't include Martha at, at her inn and then the guy that was at the desert place oh, dealing yeah, yeah, with yeah. his stuff and yeah the one the one I'm I did, 
The one I'm glad that I did do was the one that gets you Ambrosia back, the Chocobo back, because yes, I couldn't yeah. imagine doing the whole rest of the game without a Chocobo. Right. Especially because they're so I, dedicated. I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, does somebody understand why Clive has to like do a jog and then, he and has then to start gradually like, speed and then up? Bam, gradually okay, speed I can run. Like, but then he has to turn a corner, which stops him again. <laughs> right? Like, no, I lost the momentum. <laughs> Yeah, because Ambrosia does have the dedicated uh, mechanics going on here. <laughs> or like, oh, you can't use Ambrosia here. I'm like, oh, come on, man. It's a long <laughs> walk. <laughs> yeah, even Ambrosia gets a nice story at the end, too. <laughs> so, like, you know? That's so cool, though. It's like a, it's a silver chocobo with an eye patch. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's, that's a hard-ass chocobo. <laughs> well, I mean, she did go through the Phoenix Gate thing. It's like, it's like, it's like, it looks like a solid snake or, some, or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But why can't we see his character arc? <laughs> right. That's DLC. Don't worry. Yeah. DLC. Honestly, I wish they do have DLC for the other characters. <laughs> well, they said they weren't going to do DLC, right? But then they said, uh, we're like re-examining. Now we are. Yeah. We're re-examining if we should or not, because now we're successful. We didn't think it was going to be as successful, apparently. Right. Right. That's how Square Enix works. We're not planning on DLC, Strangers of Paradise. Oh, crap. People bought the game. Never mind. We're, we have three DLC packs on the way. Don't worry. <laughs> We get a couple million more out of these people, <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll we'll get into that too in a little bit, like what we think the DLC will be. But like getting into, I guess the story. I mean, obviously it's it's based around Clive. He is your main character. It starts with him and Joshua, and then, um, I think one of the themes that I love the most of this game is how. He Clive is is always Joshua Shield from beginning to end. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even when he is Clive and he is the main guy, he still cares so much for his brother that it's important to him that Joshua lives on, even though you know he's supposed to be the the god here or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I love that they kept that consistent throughout the game, and from the moment you, you see them together you feel that moment for them, which obviously gets heightened when you think he's dead to the rest of the time where they find each other and you have all these big moments with them. And it's like, that's so rewarding to me is that the Joshua and Clive relationship in this game. Yeah. I love, so the, I love the flashbacks that they had between the two where you kind of see, because obviously the, the, the mom absolutely hates Clive because he wasn't, Granted he all the Phoenix chosen. powers, so he what a horrible human being he is, and I'm gonna move on to to Joshua and stuff. But just seeing how Clive accepted his role and was like, "No, that's fine. I'm, I was always gonna protect my little brother, but now I have a reason to even more, and this is my role, and I'm gonna make sure he's the best Phoenix that he could be." And, and just kind of as they reunite and and that that bond. Uh, regrows you kind of then get to go back and see just how close they were as kids and i thought i thought those two and and their brotherhood was was told really well i love i love how later on like um you he come joshua obviously you know he comes back and they now there's like two fire dominance and then like when they team up dude like it's just it feels like if you play kingdom hearts it feels like when you get riku back with sora at the end <laughs> yeah. of kingdom hearts 2 where it's yeah. like it's like all right we got yeah. both the boys back they both are like super saiyans like keyblade wielders <laughs> yeah you got them both back like let's do this let's do this like just like they did, when they, they do when they combine mm -hmm. into like that improved like ifri like or whatever with the wings i was like oh this is 
like again, this is like it's like the fusion dance for Dragon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was gonna bring up. I was like, let's not do the Kingdom Hearts thing. I miss the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Like, yeah. There's no dance to do it. That's like whenever you think like, okay, like the game can't get more like crazy than it keeps getting crazy. I'm just like, oh, like, I love this, man. I love this. That that's I think for me what makes this game stand out the most is the presentation just absolutely nails everything. Mm-hmm. And perhaps maybe Square Enix has to start thinking about maybe the English VO is a little bit more important than the Japanese VO. <laughs> I don't know, but like they just got such perfect voiceover for well, most they, of their main cast. Yeah, they did record the English version first, right? I heard. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, the, the, the lip syncing is matched to the English version. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yes, but it's not even the lip syncing. It's like the way that most of the conversations are not stilted, unless mm-hmm. you go into like the very uh, low end side quest where it's like literally the side you know, quest where they but, just literally tell you, Can you help feed these people? Sure, yeah, <laughs> but like all the main story stuff is so well done, it feels natural, it feels like they're talking to each other. It's not like somebody standing there and going, and then there's like a 10 second pause, and then yeah. they just oh, like, sure you know, like, so many side quests made me feel uh, like it was, so you're saying it's not like Star Ocean to find force, yeah, <laughs> or Kingdom Hearts or whatever. You know? Wait, what'd you say, Randy? I didn't hear you. Oh, some of the side quests made me feel like it's a Bethesda game. We're gonna stand <laughs> on our mark and we're just gonna stare into space and say our line with the least amount of emotion possible. All right, now go. Yeah, now go. That's fetch not a just the Bethesda side quest; it's also their main quest. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's just, just a Bethesda game. Yeah. I will not tolerate this Bethesda slander. All right, like, I'm a huge Bethesda fan, but you're right; they have, have like that Bethesda jank that yeah, lovingly yeah. called the Bethesda. Well, jank. I, I love the Bethesda games. I loved Oblivion. I loved Fallout Four and Three and New Vegas, which I mean, obviously that's Obsidian, but still, same regard. But they do have their issues. <laughs> that is yeah. one of their big yeah. ones. Luckily, there was no Bethesda jank. There was I, I had zero glitches in this game. It was great. yeah, it was really yeah. polished. Like yeah. there was very yeah. minimal clipping, if at all. I what a difference it makes for you can have like a whole year to yeah. polish the game. Right? <laughs> yeah, they, they did a lot with polishing the game. And they're just like, Yeah, the game's done already, but we want to make sure that it's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that makes a huge difference. Um, you know, you touched on it, Randy, but like I do think that. The Ultima, from where it starts to where it ends, like the way they reveal all of these things and they're kind of pushing you through it. Maybe the way that he says it at the end is kind of like, oh, yeah, I was trying to get you to do that. But like, what do you all think about, I guess, how they built up the big bad? Do you think he was a good big bad in the end? Like, did you yeah, like I think him? Ultima's fine. Yeah, but I also think that it suffers a lot from the same regard as, say, like Final Fantasy twelve is, where the ideology and the and like the characters are a lot more interesting. And then when they do finally pull out the reason why this one character has been acting so weird, is then just like it feels almost like a cop out at times. But yeah. Ultimo was a better version of that than twelves, mm-hmm. but it still had that same issue of it being the old like the stuff surrounding the characters interesting, but the character themselves as the villain. It's kind of just, yeah. Ultima's I, reasoning is just like, oh, we just wanted to make our own planet that magic existed because magic seems to just destroy every planet it's on. Yeah, I agree with Scott too. Where I, obviously twelve is one of my favorite ones, and the mm-hmm. whole thing with Vane, Vane, who's like the main antagonist, is, is way yeah. more interesting. Before you find out he's being <laughs> manipulated by the Vinat, 
And yeah. at that point, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, man, like that. you were way more intriguing before I found out you're just the puppet kind of thing. Like, you had a reason. Yeah. I thought that was going to be interesting, but it turns out, no, just God told me so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I do agree with that. It's it, Ultima makes as much sense as time compression, all that crap makes sense in Final Fantasy VIII, where I'm just kind of like, like what? <laughs> okay, Let's sure. go to the moon, people. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, sure. Why not? I mean, like, I, I feel like. I think Barnabas kind of muddies that a little bit too, where he comes in here and it's like, like he knows you have to take his icon to fulfill the whole thing that Ultima wants you to do, but he's still like putting up a fight. And it's like, like, aren't you getting the, aren't you like contradicting yourself or getting in the way of this like prophecy thing? But like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's some things that towards the end of the game where, cause and I saw some tweets about this too, where people were saying like the first two thirds of the game story-wise are solid. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just does the final fantasy thing where it kind of <laughs> just can't really nail the story landing. It just becomes like you were like, you know, like, like, like Randy said, like you're destroying the crystals because I wanted you to, but it's yeah. like, like what? No, like Sid wanted us to do it in the first place. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's how did you do the rest? And like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it gets it's really absurd. You have to ask yourself, like, why would Ultima want to interfere with you destroying the crystals if that's what she wanted to from the get-go to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know if they just could not come up with an ending, but uh, you guys brought up two great points in, in Final Fantasy history with with 8 and 12, where Final Fantasy for the entire time was like, oh, here's your big bad the whole time. Oh, just kidding. Here's your real big bad. <laughs> yeah. Ultima was always the big bad. You, I, I was waiting because I, I agree with you guys. This final fight was okay. I was like, all right, well, this is just a setup to whatever was really controlling Ultima that we've never seen before. No, it was just Ultima. But like, like Andrew said, it was the entire first half with Ultima, which I loved. It was like, I, I need to weaken you and I need to make you feel weak and have no hope. And that was his whole thing is like, oh, wait, well, okay. So I, I didn't understand this about the, the human being. So now I have to defeat this. And so now I have to make you weak this way. And then at the end, it's like, nope, Barnabas is going to make you stronger. And you have to be in your ultimate form for he to, for him to be able to take it over. No, that's not what you were saying this whole time. Yeah. Like, so it just kind of flipped itself on its head. And I was like, I was really excited to kind of see where things were going and, seeing different spoiler casts throughout and, and the different theories of it was Barnabas who sent Benedicta's head. Oh yeah, uh, definitely it was Barnabas. To, to Hugo. <laughs> it's definitely to, to Barnabas. Continue building all that kind of stuff up and really pushing humanity to its edge. It was like, this, this is like, it was built so fantastically. And in the end it was like, no, all of this happened because I wanted it to. No, it didn't stop it. Just, just at one point go, you know what? I've done everything I can. You're just a pest. And now I'm just going to kill you because you're, you, I, I can't do this anymore. Not, no, <laughs> this was all part of my master plan written by your brother in his book that we saw at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was cool. I kind of no, like the ending. Yeah. I like the, yeah, I like the post-credits. Yeah. The, the post credit scene was built up in one of the side quests, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> In case people are confused, yes, there was there was build up for that at like after credit scene if you did the side quest near the end, but Just, it was one yeah. of like the twenty of them. So if you skip, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know like, which one of the twenty you have to do in order to. Before I don't know how close we are to ending this, but I, I would be remiss to neglect this part. I love 
I like the idea of of how deep the lore is in the background of the game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Have, uh, what's her yes. name? Uh, I think it's Car- not Karen. Vivian. And Vivian, Tony. there you go. Yeah, how she yeah, kind of yeah. has this whole like the Games of Thrones intro sequence with this map <laughs> moving like, stuff okay. around. Yeah. yeah, the arrows showing you like, oh, like Barnabas, like he's not from here. He came from some other continent. He conquered <laughs> this continent and like he brought like he revived this religion that like went out of style like years ago like i love like the background stuff and then like the active time lore stuff that you just yes. push the mm-hmm. button and like here's how all these characters are connected and then here's a timeline if you want to get more in depth with it of like who's the, like who kills who and kind of stuff like i love how how they thought about that to make mm-hmm. it where it's not just like when you get a time, like when you get time, here's the glossary yeah. or an index, like way over here, kind of. Thing. And it's like, not even just characters or the way different groups have been handled. It's items and stuff. Like there was parts where I'm like, "What is the second moon?" <laughs> oh, the little, the, button, the little. Yeah, you click the button and it tells you about it. Or yeah. when they got handcuffed, I'm like, "How does this work?" You click it and they have. The Dude, for the longest time, I thought there was like a red smudge on my screen. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what is it? But then I was like, no, no, it only shows up when the moon shows up. Like, okay, okay, it's not a smudge. That's yeah. like the star or something related. So like, yeah, when you find it in the in the like little lore thingy and it mm-hmm. tells you like, oh, it has a name and here's like its relationship, like not just like in position, but like also, also like here's a lore reason like yeah. why these people think that this moon has this name or represents this thing. I was like, oh, that's so cool that they yeah, do that. And, and, and like you said with Vivian and, and the way she was showing you how the different battles worked and in and her map was kind of showing the blight, which I guess we haven't talked about because it was just, <laughs> it was such a side thing. They were like, oh, the blight's coming over. What is it? It is was it, a good excuse. Are we playing the never ending story? The hideaway the was the hideaway. Is coming? <laughs> but what I, uh, another thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit was what you just brought up where she's like, well, Barnabas was over here. And we really, what I loved is she didn't know much about him because he was on this island and nobody could get over there. And then you get over there. It's like, well, we know nothing about him because his entire army's dead, and <laughs> yeah, and and he really rules nothing over here. So that's why nothing's happening from him. But He's but yeah, I love that throat. it's just you just at any point you could just it was a very lived in world, and you could mm-hmm. and it, it was. They even have an explanation for why Gil is called Gil, the currency. Like, yeah, it's founded by this banker named something Gillian. I'm like, that's cool because, like, that's a thing from across like Chocobos and Moogles. Like, the money is always Gil, it's always Gil. I don't know why, but it's always Gil. Like, oh, here's an actual reason why it's called Gil. I'm like, that is so cool. I love like those extra details that are not Mm -hmm. necessary, but like, we're just gonna put them there anyways. Mm-hmm. What I started doing was before like a big scene, you can actually do the active time limit. It gives you context for like what you're about to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a wonderful tool for in so many ways of just being able to tell you, oh, these are the things that you're about to like <laughs> see. And then you kind of know what they are. And then when they talk about them, you don't feel like you'd be like, uh, what are they talking about? <laughs> like you actually know. So. I would um, use that active time lore for every JRPG from here on out. Yes, like now, would, yeah, that definitely needs to be in there. I would kind of cheat a little bit with it, where like someone would show up and like I would immediately like tell me who they are before they introduce themselves. Like who? Is yeah. <laughs> like I would like try to read up ahead. <laughs> no, and then also like the thing with Vivian is it tells you like how they all know each other, right? There's that part of okay, this person's relationship is mm-hmm. started here. This is how they know each other, and then this mm-hmm. is like. There's so much for you to learn if you want to. And it's not read 50 volumes of text. It's there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's actually explained, which is way better than a lot of other Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy do it, where it's like, 
Yeah, we have encyclopedias here for you. Yeah, I don't want to reel. <laughs> I, don't ever, I don't know if you guys ever played Star Ocean 3, but Star Ocean 3 has that where it's like thick, thick, like just a wall of text yeah, for yeah. everything. And it's like, this is cool, but man, it's just a wall of text. Like, it's I'm yeah. not going to reel that. It's like not, yeah, it's not giving me any kind and of People tell me context. you don't read in video games. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, you mentioned it. Kind of, the Blight is really, it's sort of like a just... This is why we're having to do the things we do because all this stuff is going to get die anyway. Like, you know, and, and oh, well, the crystals are the way we're going to end the blight or whatever. So I guess it kind of gives them a context as to why they need to eventually destroy the crystals. So mm -hmm. I, it exists for a reason in a way. And uh, also, so you can have the the Night King hordes happen, the Akashic or it's, <laughs> the it's, <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's really just a lot of, it's actually fascinating. Like I watched this thing of like how many game of Thrones things <laughs> they took, like literally took from there and put into this game. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's cool. That hey, one, another thing we haven't really talked about is, is how bearers are basically slaves and how horrible yeah. Yeah. half of humanity is. I, I, I forget that town that's by the ocean that has some of those cyclists, uh, like the little girl that he's like, cool. Oh, my, yeah. my, my maid turned into stone and daddy won't buy me enough one for another month. I need, a, tragic, I need a new doll. Tragic. And then you're like, Holy crap, that's a person. Like right. wow. Or the, or the dad that wants you to go save his son, and then when you do, he's like, No, you were supposed to die for his entertainment. It's like, oh man, some of these people are just horrible. <laughs> they are awful. No, and then just the way that they like insult you is just mm -hmm. like, my God, wow. They do not uh and then people complain that they wanted, you know, people of color to be in those positions. I mean, what what would you be <laughs> no. what would you be thinking right now if that was that and you're hearing that and then you're seeing that, like I think that would hit you more, but not in a good way, you know. So, yeah. so okay, um, we had a whole area just Middle Eastern people. That's all the people yeah. of color we needed. <laughs> <laughs> with with the um, with the old with the the cliche music of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I'm talking about the yeah. Latin kind of music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that they all have like turbans and like Middle yeah, Eastern, right. the, the very the... stereotypical Middle Eastern yeah. outfits. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the closest to them geographically, so maybe. Yeah. But I feel like if you play through most of the side quests, they do a really good job of explaining the stuff with the bears and and all of that. Like, I feel like that kind of gets lost if you don't do the side quests, like because yeah, that Plus, is always fun to see away. the difference of when you're Clive talking to people in the first half of the game versus the second half of the game. Because they all right. think you're a bearer in the first half, and the second half they don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just cover that up. <laughs> yeah. Scalp my face off for a second. <laughs> they still acknowledge it, but now it's like, okay, you're Sid, so it's sort of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it you're doesn't a matter. You're bearer. <laughs> <laughs> but like seeing the way that they like that one. Well, it's a main quest, but like you see more of it too when you do the side quest of like. The way they die and yeah. like what they have to go through and all that just because they were born with the crystal with magical powers. powers. Yeah, dare. it's like, wow, it really gives you a, a unique look on like, okay, this is like 
this is kind of hitting you there. Like they they really do a good job of of having those moments with with that where it's like, oh, this is a dark fantasy and this is getting real dark. You know, like, you know. And then and there's um, like the echoes of Final Fantasy VII in there too, where like yeah. they have the crystal shards and they kind of use them kind of like material almost where like you can just yeah. make mm-hmm. magic, but then also like you're like it's also draining, you know, the the blight and all that is like the source of like the aether or whatever they call it. It's like going to like the yeah. mother crystal. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're bombing like these like re- Mako reactor crystal things like throughout the entire game. And I'm like, like there's like a there's a lot of shades mm-hmm. of like Final Fantasy VII in there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of only co- cloud could yeah. turn into you know a giant ifrit to go destroy the castles <laughs> with claws <laughs> instead of planting bombs. Dude, isn't there a point where Ultima literally has one wing, right? <laughs> yeah, the big wing pops out on one shoulder. Yeah, I'm uh, like, yep. <laughs> they, yeah, they love those definitely callbacks. has a lot of love letter set callbacks to Final Fantasies. That that was another thing I was going to bring up. I don't know how you can say this is not a Final Fantasy game. There are more references in this game to other Final Fantasies that I can never remember any other Final Fantasies having. I mean, <laughs> most of the game is about freaking crystals and summons. I mean, how do you get more Final yeah. Fantasy than that? Like The, the fact that people are still mad that Final Fantasy 16 is not a turn-based RPG, we haven't had one in like 20 years. Yeah. Final Fantasy 10 was the last know. one that was turn-based. And that was a long well, time ago. Well, thirteen is a mix, but that's because it's yeah. like a mixture of like ATB and like okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I try to block thirteen but, from my memory. <laughs> 13, 13 was trying to do too much with its battle system, and it made a lot of people not like it. <laughs> yeah, I love. Well, not not to mention there's also <laughs> I love thirteen, 13 too. Like thirteen and thirteen has the best music in the series. In my some opinion. of my favorite Final Fantasies. That's the best music in the series, in my opinion. But. The problem with 13 is there's so much time where you don't actually get to fully explore what the battle system can be because they split up the party to wait. You gotta much. wait till Grand Pulse yeah. till you can explore, but that's like on chapter 10 of 13. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you have and nine then, chapters where everyone's just like, it's just a hallway simulator. Every Final Fantasy is a yes. hallway simulator. <laughs> I mean, this game is why I don't. the reason I don't like thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the hallway. I just never got into any of those characters. But yeah. did you guys ever feel like you wish the game was open world, or did you like the open zone? Not with how slow they make you walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, but you do get a chocobo that makes it to where you don't do that. (laughs) With a few exceptions, like where the game blocks you from going back to other places, I do like how you are free to kind of just like go back into this place for whatever reason. I did like that. I did like how it was like compartmentalized like that way where like, you know, these different sections and then like you can trigger new like, um, not save points, I guess, but yeah, I guess new like little spots. Like once you travel enough, you'll find another one of those like tower, the white tower thingies or whatever. I did like. I, I thought it was nice. It was a nice kind of compromise of you know, singular like here's your main quest, but also like go ahead and like, explore around. That's why I didn't care that it was open zone or open world. I'm fast traveling wherever I need to go anyway. So if yeah. it's connected by roadways or just one giant open world, I don't care. I'm skipping to where I need to get. <laughs> it, yeah. If transfer is traversal was good. Like I mean, it's not going to be like a Spider Man level of I just want to be Spider Man and go mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't think they could have done it like even in like Final Fantasy 15 when you basically had to do everything via the car. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that actually it, wound uh, up 
not being fun after a while. For yeah. Me. I mean, you yes, know? it gave me moments where I could listen to Final Fantasy 13 music, but <laughs> I, I feel like they made the world bigger on purpose like to stretch that minutes, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have the same like three lines of dialogue every five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think they, uh, by the end, when you do all like the cyclists, there's a lot of the world that like stretches out where mm -hmm. you, when you do the little mini map, a lot of it can be just connected, just tr connected too, and you can traverse that without having to do the you know fast travel or whatever you want to. So like it does end up feeling like these zones keep getting bigger and bigger the more you do explore. So like uh, Andrew said, I think they did a great compromise in that. And also like there's there's so many damn open world games now. <laughs> like not every game needs to be open world. Imagine how many nice check marks and checkpoints there would be if this was open world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be way more question marks. You'd have like the 50 of them. Um, is there anything from the story that you guys want to touch on or like impact? I will say there's one kind of thing yeah. that I wish they did a little bit differently, and that would be introducing Joshua as alive a little later on in the story. They introduce you to Joshua being alive like almost immediately after you go into the time skip, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just kind of like cool like it's kind of a shocker but then you don't like even see him at all until mm -hmm. he shows up again and then you're like oh wait he's back i forgot <laughs> yeah i and did I kind like of wish that they showed him a little later so that that little like part didn't just jump at you or if like even that jump itself could have been when they introduced him as being alive because it kind of just felt like almost unnecessary because i kept trying to imagine when he's going to be showing up like is this going to be important is this going to be important is this going to be important for like hours on end until he finally shows up again I did like, like forever. the air of mystery they kind of give Joshua when you do see him again for the first time after so much time has passed. Mm. And he kind of has like like this like Organization 13 thing going on yes. with his cloak and everything. <laughs> but then like he also has like and it makes sense because so much like I don't know 13 or whatever years have passed. But like he mm. has like this mastery of like as the Phoenix like he's like way like all mystical and crap like oh, okay this is cool like he's like he was like a little wimpy little kid and now like he's like i'm grown at i'm a grown-ass man kind of thing like now yeah. the dark imprisons man. ultima in his chest like what the yeah. like, whoa like this guy's been he's been hitting the books since last time <laughs> yeah like that moment with clive is actually like really cool because it like shows that he's not this weak kid that he's you know oh i'm gonna do something to protect my brother now but now i gotta you know, he this leads to his even worse sickness that he gets later on. Yeah. So, you yeah. know what it reminds me of, actually, Scott? It reminds me of how Mickey is so elusive throughout Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> where, like, he's you're always just missing him. Where, like, you know, you know no, because look, like, remember when they go to, uh, I don't know what the town is called, but it's the, the, the sand place, the sand, mm -hmm. the, the desert town. And, like, yeah. he, like, leaves through the window. He goes out through the second floor window, and then, like, Clive just barely misses him. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, yeah. Like, we're always just, like, a little bit further behind. And, I'm, like, this feels like – it feels like when you are when you see Mickey in the background of Kingdom Hearts 2 where he's kind of, you know, just, he's he's just being always behind mysterious. somewhere. Yeah. Or even, yeah. like, the beginning moments of when Sora's trying to find uh, Goofy and Donald in Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, the district. just, like, they keep yeah. switching, yeah. like, districts. Like, oh, he's over here, he's over here, he's over here, he's over here, he's over here. Yeah. <laughs> And so they literally fall on top of each other, and then yep. that's how they... yeah. I mean, anything else for you guys that you felt like we really should touch uh, on? Do you think what do you think DLC could even be? Well, I guess before that, like, did you guys <laughs> like the ending? Oh. 
Do you, I, like, I like when you Joshua. Guys... I like when yeah. Joshua slaps Clive. Or, or, <laughs> he's not he slaps punches him. Taking... I think he punches him actually. Yeah, when he punches yeah, Clive you know... for taking Jill's power, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. Taking her... she wanted to fight with you. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like how he's like. He's like, it's for like, it's it's for the better good or whatever. And he's like, like, man, you better be right about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like I do like though the like. Because I kind of thought I kind of felt that too, where I'm like, damn, like you're taking away her powers. Like I know for I know for Jill, she just she's more as a curse than as a blessing kind of thing. Like she's like there's like trauma associated with it. But I just thought like like damn, like you're really taking away the one thing that makes her very useful as a party member, like <laughs> yeah. and claiming it for yourself. So then when Joshua's like, like you took it, right? He's like, yep, yeah. and he's just like bah, just like decks him. I'm like, I'm like, thank you, Joshua. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost felt like he also did it because I think he kind of also had a thing for Jill, but <laughs> you know, like, I mean, they both, all three of them grew up together. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about, I didn't think about it that way. Maybe. No, I, I did. I did like that as well. Like, and then the interesting thing of like, they can still use their powers even after Clive takes them. Yeah. So apparently if like, they get into like emotional yeah. moments, their powers can still yeah. draw on the ether. Yeah. Yeah, we see, that, we see that with cases, Benedicta. Like Benedicta, yeah. it literally yeah. can still basically she still has the icon inside her, right? It's just I guess I don't know. Desperate. Well, it tells you each time, right? Each time, like, oh, you've taken a fragment or a, yeah. a, a similar or something, right? Like, not the whole thing. You've taken like a part, a bit. Yeah. yeah. So what did you, what did y'all think about the ending? Do you feel like this is definitive, right? Like Clive's <laughs> dead. Like there's not going to be a Clive came back. <laughs> I hope he does Same. stay dead. It would feel I very... hope that they do stick with the death, but there's also, I mean, if you look at like Twitter, there are so many random crap theories going on of how that like the death is super vague or <laughs> he won't actually yeah. be dead. And if they did this, they're just pulling another Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it seems rather clear that he does. He uses the last bit of his life to save Joshua, Joshua. Instead, which is how he writes the book or whatever, and. So yeah, I just I feel like that kind of tells you he's he's gone. Do you did y'all like that decision? Did you feel like he needed to live or I mean I don't think it I, I think at least Dion should have had something to do at the end, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, that, yeah. That would be one of the criticisms I have at the ending is that Dion, Joshua, and Clive all fight, but Dion's the only one who doesn't get a moment. <laughs> right. Well he gets that moment where he like kind of says this is my last one to kind of give you all that that last bit that you need to get ready or mm-hmm. you know but yeah he doesn't have this like one oh my god remember me kind of thing you know just... he just falls right he just falls in like yeah uh, like yeah. if we don't see a body i'm always open to he's still alive but... that's yeah. the dlc <laughs> <laughs> and and i mean clive turned to stone but somebody can find a soft potion and, and fix that right like it's it's like the whole heiress phoenix down thing right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what what do you guys think you know because there's multiple theories right there's the talk of the one summon that's not in this yeah, game Leviathan. Leviathan, yeah, Leviathan. That, they, that they make Allusions to Leviathan the Lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is he, it going to just be prequel stuff? I mean, yeah, I was going to say the only way you could have Leviathan was go uh, do a prequel stuff and, and maybe the start of the blight, but then I don't know how you would even wrap that up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, th- I, I'm kind of with Square. I don't know if this really needs DLC. <sighs> I think it was a kind of an open and shut game. And, and I, I would I enjoyed like it. to have one with Leviathan. 
Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I get that. But My, I mm-hmm. think what if I would want from DLC would probably be similar to how Final Fantasy 15 did. It's DLC where it had different episodes showing what characters were doing in between moments where we weren't there with them. That'd be cool. Like, like we yeah. had Jill's moments or Sid's moments or even Gab's moments where they're doing stuff where Clyde's I like, like, a, like an episode Joshua would have been cool. Yeah, like episode. Like yeah. What the heck was Joshua doing for those 20 years? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like what's Jill's like? We get the actual backstory with Jill. Mm-hmm. What happened with that priest or whatever the heck right. and all that stuff. Like that would be interesting. Just please guarantee me that we're actually going to get to completion. Don't get to like three fourths of the way through and then go, oh, it's canceled. We're not getting the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, the thing that's about Pompey's 15 was that that's how they were going to tell you the whole story. Whereas at least this game, you get the whole story. This is yeah. actual extra content. Read don't have to worry about needing it but i wouldn't say i would not want it <laughs> yeah we don't have anybody who disappears and comes back blind or something weird. Like yeah that. we yeah. don't have an ignis moment <laughs> do you have anything like combat wise that you'd want to see them i guess do in the dlc maybe differently status or... effects status weaknesses rpg elements or just get rid of all of them <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, if they did do a Leviathan one, that would be like a whole nother set of abilities. So yeah, yeah, it's, that would yeah. be interesting. I would think that it would have to be more than just Leviathan, unless they're just going to do that so that you can use Leviathan powers in the main game. But that would kind of seem kind of arbitrary at that point. Like, yeah, I think if they're really going to do it, it's going to be something sort of almost like an expansion. It's not yeah. going like to be post game, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean. I don't know because the main character dies, right? So like, what are you true play as so Final Fantasy mode gives us, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they could do something like, um, like what you call it, like some of those games that add like, like where you have something extra to do right before the game tells you like this is the point of no return. It could be something like, like Elder Ring had like the expansion where it's like here's an arena kind of thing. It could even just yeah. be like a Coliseum yeah. thing or like a boss rush or like something trivial like that. I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of, like the, the <laughs> DLC of Mass Effect Three. Of that happens like at the citadel and stuff that's be- right before the ending of the actual game because yeah I mean, that game uh, that's another controversial topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah that game's a whole another can of words we don't there. need that spoiler cast today <laughs> no um yeah is anything that like you guys would want so, so there's nothing in the con like I- I don't think they're going to be adding in RPG. I mean, it's possible, I guess, that they they could add that stuff in, but I don't know. I feel like that would then lead <laughs> to people being like, "Why can't we just have this in the whole game?" Too? Yeah, you know, that um, sounds like a, a lot of work. I think. Do you think Kingdom there's Hearts a possibility for <laughs> them to do more with Final Fantasy 16, like another game, or I don't know if they'd some... have enough for like 16-2. No, I don't think no, I don't think so either. No, I, I'm over the dashes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> I do want to see this right. combat system used again. Somewhere. I do too. Okay. This was a mm-hmm. really yeah. fun combat system. I'd definitely like to see it mastered and basically more evolved. Right. So where do you think we wind up with the? Well, I don't know. We can't really tell because it's always different. But Final Fantasy 18 is going to be Yoshida's MMO with action RPG elements rather than <laughs> 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 cooldowns. 
They need, they need to make magic matter again. That's what you need to make it do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Magic was like a gun in this game. It's like you, you're, yeah, very pretty much gun. just there for you because you can't get close to the person, you just shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're up it in did the work sky. as what a cool combo. Well, any any I guess any lasting things you want to say about 16? Like where do you think 16 is gonna let let's like go forward, I guess, a little bit like by the time 17 is coming out, do you think we're still going to think this fondly of 16? Or no, I'll, be too have that? I'll be too distracted by hopefully part two and part three of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I, <laughs> then I'll totally forget this Whoa. 16 ever existed. Ouch. <laughs> I feel like, Ow, damn. I feel like every Final Fantasy game goes through that period where it's like for some reason, like it's like popular to hate on. Like I feel like every one of yeah. them goes through that. I feel like yeah. this one will probably will have it's going to be the people who are very upset about it not being like final fantasy enough i think we're gonna be like the louder loudest detractors from it in the future but like it's hard to know because it's just so fresh but i think like for myself like i'd say my top five top six of the series so i think it's gonna be regarded as like the one with the best voice acting the one with the <laughs> yeah the it's the best... one that gave us ben star <laughs> there you yeah. go yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be like i think many people's like favorites going forward in future. i don't know if it's just because of the big moments or i mean there's parts of the story that will, will stick with me but i i will remember a lot of different things that happened in 16 for, for years to come and i can't tell you three things that happened in final fantasy 15 and when i played final fantasy 15 i enjoyed it yeah, yeah. but yeah. i can't remember anything from it and partially maybe it's i'm just getting goddamn old and i'm forgetting everything but so with 16 at least they have the moments that are going to kind of stick with you 15 yeah. was just kind of an yeah. experience and it was just i there. will say one thing everyone should at least remember 15 is the leviathan fight i was about to say that i was about <laughs> yes. to say that that is yes. the like absolute the, the titan fight the it. leviathan fight and then the big behemoth fight yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. they all got trumped by 16 Okay, 16's fights I do agree are better the icon versus the icons Kaiju, yeah. Kaiju fights yeah <laughs> but I will say Leviathan fight was something that always stuck with me of just like the scenery and the set pieces and everything with Final Fantasy 15 mm, that, and I still think city. it's probably the best fight of that game <laughs> I, I can't remember the yeah. name but that city you go to like with the waterfalls and everything yeah like, oh just yes crazy. yeah yeah that was can't, like the name. can't tell you the name <laughs> I don't remember the name, and I do know that. I think that says a lot that we don't remember the name. (laughs) (laughs) We got Sasuke. (laughs) I think for me, one of the lasting impressions of this game is I think it's doing exactly what they want it to do. I have at least four friends that do not play Final Fantasy games at all that are Mm -hmm. playing this game right now Mm -hmm. and enjoying it. And I think that that will be one of the things that people will think about with this game is this could be the game that gets so many people into Final Fantasy as a series because it is so different from the other games. What? It's doing yeah. that for our friend Tucker, who's like all in now. He's all yeah, he's Final exactly. Fantasy. He's all yeah. Final Fantasy pill yeah. now. <laughs> see, it's going to do this, and then the Seventeen will come out, and it will master all this stuff. And, and the story will go even crazier. And then 18 will go, you know what? We want to go back to our roots We're going to go back to turn-based. Yeah. <laughs> turn-based RPG. Like Final Fantasy IX was like, we're going back to like our NES, SNES days. We're and- going back to the ATB games. We're going back to fantasy. Screw yes. the sci-fi nonsense. Right. <laughs> well, this one did yeah, kind of do that. Like, it's <laughs> like medieval, right? It's like not really yeah, futuristic. It's medieval. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we kind of did that here. Right. Yeah, you, you went back yeah. to, to those days. It's a good experience, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, so like, 
hopefully, if you're listening to this, you enjoyed Pompey's. I mean, if you if you're hate watching, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're hate watching every spoiler cast about Final (laughs) Fantasy 16. Good job with your life. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully, you enjoy this game. Like, do you guys think this will be? I guess just looking at this year in general, it's already been a ridiculous year. Do you think this will be like a game still in the game of the year conversation? Or? Nominee, a nominee for oh, sure. No. Nominee I don't for think sure. I don't, I don't think, think it'll, it'll be as much of a contender. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's not yeah. because of Final Fantasy 16 itself as much as this year is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Been... And we're not even done with the year yet. So. We're halfway through the no. year. <laughs> no, yeah. We're, we're not. E- we just now we finished. We still don't uh, have Starfield uh, or Spider-Man, and we already have games that could probably be better than all of them. <laughs> or Super Mario Wonder. Super Mario or Wonder, Super Mario RPG. Baldur's Gate 3. Or, you know, there's like a bunch of, of games that are still coming. If you're a it's game ridiculous. reviewer, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but yeah, hopefully... You guys are talking about all these games. I'm just ready for moving out too. Well, there you go. There's that game. Too. If you but, want, I I really need to get back into to streaming. You need to watch me and my kids play that game, and the amount of yelling. <laughs> you would think we need therapy playing this game, but we love it and it's a lot of fun. So I'm ready that, for the second one. That's the that's game. That's me. Like, that's the one that's like unpacking, right? But like in reverse, right? Yeah, well, it's like overcooked, but you're moving instead of yeah. doing oh, okay, restaurant. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're, you're throwing things out windows and making sure chickens get in the moving van. And <laughs> okay, and it the, feels the, the levels lot... later get so insane. It's great. Hopefully, they fix it because it feels a little bit too floaty for me compared to like overcooked. Like yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. I'm just like the moving shit around and the are... thing goes everywhere, and it's like, what the hell? kind of the game. point is the game is there to piss you off that's me playing uh overcook with my mm-hmm. my daughter and my mom that don't play console games that much that was me yelling like yo put it over here <laughs> um but yes it, regardless of of all that stuff hopefully you enjoyed your, our spoiler cast today um if you did there was a regular episode of video against the max each week uh sometimes we have guests like all these guys here um hopefully we can add them all again uh at some points and have new guests as well go subscribe video games to the max on audio podcasts uh wherever those are at uh on youtube you subscribe to w2 network you get us and then other things as well including the radless folks that always do uh tremendous video uh movie reviews they've done barbie already they did oppenheimer so (laughs) you're looking for reviews for those um and yeah, like hopefully you enjoy Final Fantasy 16 and you can let us know your thoughts in the comments of wherever you watch this or uh, listen to it later. And yeah, this is going to be, uh, there's more stuff coming throughout the year. So maybe we'll have another spoiler cast for another game uh, that you enjoy. So until then, see you later, everybody. Bye.